Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode four of the podcast, and today we welcome Michelle Adagala, who is a personal trainer and online coach here in Nairobi, and she's very passionate about walking the talk, is that the right way of saying it, walking the walk, of, you know, women being strong, and, you know, training being more than just for aesthetics, which... I love, and we all try and educate um, everyone about as well. But welcome, Michelle. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Yeah, it's great to have you on. And like we, it's great. We've had a few, we've been interviewing like a couple of women in this uh, sort of season. And I just think, you know, the more of us, the better, Um, you know. Yeah, out there promoting, you know, women being strong, eating more. Um, but yeah, I guess let's first go into sort of what got you into your fitness journey. When did you start? I, I can say I started in 2011, but not really 2011, maybe when I was much younger from my mom's influence. <laughs> um, when maybe I was five or six, we used to drop her off at the gym every single evening, <laughs> me and my oh, dad. Yeah. Pick her up and see her, you know, she's all sweaty, talking about how the workhorse was amazing, you know. So from there, I was like, okay, that's pretty interesting. And then in 2011, my sisters and I at always work out in the evenings <laughs> from this um this um fitness i don't know if she's still in the game but she's called tiffany roth i think she's just if you search for her on youtube you will see her (laughs) so we used to work out every evening my sisters and i at that time it was mostly cardio based you know and also at that time fitness wasn't really as evolved as it is right now so it was just you know dance type home workouts (laughs) yeah so that was pretty fun that's continued till 2014, and then in 2015 is when I got into weightlifting at the gym, and that happened when my mom, again, <laughs> told me she's going for a session, so I was like, okay, let me go see how, you know, how that would pan out to be. I went and I loved it. I loved it from the get-go. <laughs> So, yeah, from there, um, there it was mostly gym workouts. But even then, I didn't really know what I was doing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Focus <laughs> off, technicals off. I didn't have any knowledge of anything. It was just vibes, you know. <laughs> just showing up, working out, feeling good, yes, but I'm not really knowledgeable about what I should be doing, how I should be training. That continued until 2016, when I got to the uni gym and I found a trainer there. 
and it was so exciting. I remember we used to work out till sometimes 10 p.m., 11 p.m. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. And the next morning we have classes, you know. <laughs> so I, I, the passion, just the, the I just felt, I still feel so connected to training and working out and going to the gym and learning more and more. From that time, I can say my trainer is the one who really started to introduce me to you know, exercise science, smart training, programming, you know, I learned so much from him. Um, but I decided, okay, besides that, I need to, if I'm going to be really serious about this, I need to study. I need to invest in my knowledge. I need to make the time, read, you know. So I got into studying exercise science learning about you know the anatomy everything that comes with it and its relation to exercising and uh, from there i can see is when i really started making strides in my training right and then that continued up to 2019 when i decided it's time to make this you know my full-time career like i really want to do this yeah <laughs> I want to get into this. I don't see myself uh, sitting um, on a desk working in finance, you know? <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I, I want, I can't say, that's not my life. I want to be at the gym. So that's when I decided to launch my, my brand, um, which at the time was AC Workouts. Um, but I later rebranded to Thrive Fitness in 2020. So in 2019 is when I trained my first clients, which was very scary. Yeah. <laughs> it was very scary, as you may know, since you know you're a trainer also. Um, but it went really well, and the experience you get from it is something the books can never teach you. You know, when you're yeah. training with your clients one on one, it's so different from what you did you know, what you, you're being told on, on the books. Mm. So that continued until 2021, um, training clients one-on-one, -on -one. you know, with COVID, everything got really strained and I was training mm. them at a commercial gym. So I decided, let me just branch out and maybe put that to a pause for a moment and now start uh, focusing on online training. So I've been training more and more clients, specifically women, um, through my website, thrivebymichelle.com, uh, mostly through home workouts, and also getting into training clients one-on-one -on -one at home. Yeah. yeah, but that's not to say that I don't see myself going back to the gym uh, to train clients in person. I think I still will. It's just not yet time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love I love how your mom was such an influence uh, in your fitness yeah, journey. She was. She was. She really, really, really was. Because <laughs> it can I often just... go sort of both ways. Like sometimes, you know, your mom can, I guess, like give you what am I trying to say? Like you, you see her doing more of the like intense kind of, yeah, like cardio stuff and you're like, it's not yeah. a positive influence. Whereas your sounded like it really was. 
It really was. But you know, even back then, I really didn't know what is uh, smart training and what really isn't. Because mm-hmm. at that time, it was just Zumba, aerobics, step class. <laughs> yeah. All they wanted to make them do is sweat, <laughs> yeah. you know, and get drenched, you know. Which, I mean, some people enjoy that, but yeah, it's not really a cup of tea, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's all women did back then, mostly. It was card- cardio, room. cardio room was for the cardio. women, weights was for yeah. the men. Yeah. So, and then the and the majority of the cardio, I mean, the class was taught by men. <laughs> Exactly. You'd never see women trainers, none of that. No women in the weight section. It was just, you know, in here to sweat. And that's it. There was a very specific, specific, you know, it's that sort of Zumba, aerobics, spin classes, all these group exercises. And if you don't like group exercises, like anyone who knows me knows I hate group exercises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in the room sweating with no strangers. I don't yeah. want it. But um, you know, to music, sweating to music is just painful. So yeah, but you can't force to, you know, to do that with yeah, you know, in most gyms and you know, lots change. But it's good to see that you know things are changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like like you're doing your you know like um what was the lady whose whose programs you followed? Tiffany Rock. I'm gonna look I'm gonna look her up. But I mean that's how I got into it. I I was doing all Sean T's like insanity and all of oh, that. Like I love so Sean T. I never did hip hop abs. Like I'm like Andy. I'm like music and dancing and exercise. No no no. I was not coordinated yeah, enough for hip hop abs, but. I, I'm, I'm always thankful because that's how I really got into it and enjoyed it and it introduces you to it and you can do it at home and you know build your confidence a bit there um, yeah. and then yeah and then go into the gym and you know like you say you don't really know what you're doing but the main thing is like you're showing up you know and you have a passion for it and then lucky for you actually you had a really good trainer because yes. again, <laughs> some, of, some of the trainers <laughs> in the gyms, they can, they can put you off. Completely, especially as women. You know, we're often discouraged from hitting that deadlift, squatting, or rather, we're mostly encouraged to, you know, focus on legs, train legs, <laughs> just do your squats mm-hmm. over there in the corner. You know, if you'll ever even be encouraged to lift weights, but oftentimes it's just cardio, do cardio. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, and you know, it's quite funny. Like, you, know, you see more and more women than doing weights, which is good. They're still very predominantly squat and glute focused, yeah. which I can't tell if that's, you know, if it's a, a drive towards that by men. Well, that's actually what women want to be doing. You know, it's, it's like a, a very sort of, you know, I can see specific it's thing. It's a mixture of maybe what women think they're expected to be doing at the gym. And also maybe, I don't know, I, I really don't know how to put it. Yeah, it's, I think there's so much, you know, like glutes were in, in, like everyone was training glutes. That's all you saw, Brett Contreras, everybody training glutes. So I think women are like, 
okay, this is safe for me to train and actually go heavy with. I'm not going to turn, you know, really bulky. Like if I have a huge bum, that's great. Whereas, you know, it's all about, and it makes me so sad when I'm like seeing those workouts, like just glutes, not getting your legs. And it's like, no, you, you, you're just going to give yourself imbalances. And it's it the same. <laughs> and so I think it's a combination of that's what women expect. They feel they feel comfortable doing that because I think they all think that, you know, that's, you know, what people are going to find attractive and you can, you know, they, you can get strong yeah. in it as well, um, which is, yeah. you know, always nice. Um, but it's, it's like that. Well, I am happy to see women squatting. I see more women squatting than men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great, but, you know, you still have to keep your yeah. Mm, you know, mm, balance. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, upper body as well. And I'm like, you know, watching your stories, you're like, you know, don't neglect your upper body, which is so important. And like when you're doing your upper body, make sure you're doing pushing movements as well. Um, you yes. know, don't be scared to train those. And um, yeah, so how would you describe your training now? Are you more focused on strength or what's your kind of take on that? I love 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 strength training honestly if i get a, a coach to guide me into powerlifting mm -hmm. i really think i can really get into it <laughs> yeah. um but right now I, I really love um functional strength training um that that wasn't the case before <laughs> yeah. let's see. when i started honestly it was just cardio and then also when I started um, at the gym in 2015, I was just doing cardio, mm. but with weights, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, it's so funny, when you go through my Instagram, you just see the timeline and just how the training has changed, you know. I was one of those people who I had no idea <laughs> in, regards of, uh, in regards to what I was supposed to be doing when I'm training, just jumping around with weights, Doing those Instagram stunts, you know, but thank God for knowledge and thank God for growth <laughs> because the more you know, the more you learn, the better your training speeds get, the better your programming gets, and the smarter you train, you know. So, right now, I can say I'm really, really into functional strength training, I'm focusing on, you know, the, the, the major movement patterns pull push carries you know yeah so that's what i'm really into mm. well powerlifting that's awesome and i mean you're you're strong like i can't remember what your heaviest deadlift was it was over 120 what what did you do it, it was 130 yeah 130 nice. mm -hmm. yeah yeah no I'm, i mean you guys know power Powerlifting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that you coach it, but well, I don't know. <laughs> Good power, power. I think coaching powerlifting is it, it's interesting. It's not. It's it's um. You can do it because you're only focusing on what three movements, squat, and uh, accessories. Bench, yeah, so it's it just comes down to the safety, and then with powerlifting, it's it's interesting where. Nowadays with the rules, you see, you know, there's there's all these rules on how you should press. So 
for bodybuilders there's it's stimulating the muscle through with powerlifting you can yeah. i don't like know shortest arch your range back, of, of motion shortest shortest way so it, yeah. it i guess it depends I what think, federation yeah what i think the biggest mistake people who, who are trying to do powerlifting do is that they don't have a training progressive yeah people think they can just jump to a heavy weight and that works initially when you're new because you've not really done anything so you can jump through the weight so you always break. reach a sticking point and what i see is people hit that sticking point and then just stop mm. they don't train to progress they go oh yeah yeah i've reached my max deadlift of 180 200 whatever it may be and then just step, step back and go and it's probably not that much, it's just not progressively trained. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean the the power lifters I follow, I think, yeah, it, you've got to you've got to train smart as well to avoid injury. Um you know, because those are kind of repetitive movements that you're doing there. But um, I think yeah, I think you should go for it. That'd be yeah, great. Nice. <laughs> I tried it and enjoy it. Yeah, but... maybe, maybe, maybe I'll see how it goes. Um but for me, I very much prefer powerlifting to, you know, bodybuilding or like the bikini stage <laughs> physique type of thing, you know. Yeah. I really think that requires a lot, especially mentally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I just, it's, it's not my interest at the moment. Yeah. But never say never, you know, never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, like over the years, you know, you know, when I think it was the other day you put like your when your physique when you started and like to now, you know, where you've gained a lot of size and muscle, which I think is so nice to see because always you're seeing before and afters the other way. And it's like so nice to see the opposite. And, you know, someone celebrating like weight gain um, and being like, you know, this this is a strong and powerful physique. It, it you know, it's healthy and you know, can perform. Um, so do you find that, do, do a lot of your sort of, the, the ladies who follow you, do they resonate with that? They do, especially as women. There's this thing where we're encouraged to be smaller and smaller. You know, weaker, just like a small, weak, petite type of physique, you know. You're not encouraged to be muscular, mm-hmm. strong, you know, pack on on the size, on the mass. So a lot of women actually have come forward and actually said it's very encouraging to see to see that being brought forward. You know, it's okay to gain weight. It's okay to put on mass. It's okay to be strong, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think it's, it's so important to, to see that because most of social media is awash with people obsessed with getting lean and like that's okay yeah. if you know if you've got a specific goal if you're doing a competition a photo shoot something like that but you yes. know it's and we're always talking about it on here it's like focus on performance over aesthetics because often then the aesthetics come anyway yeah. um, but just yeah learning i think for women to to get strong and to kind of own that is is yeah it's the next step um and i think you know especially here in kenya we've been stuck in that kind of cardio aerobics era for so long um and that's you know you still see it in the commercial gyms like in there in those uh you know like in smart gym in that that sort of studio area and those classes are packed and it's like 
Yeah, they're, they're always <laughs> You're like, they're fun, but if you actually want to change your physique, that's not going to do it for you. <laughs> yeah, you need to get into weightlifting in whatever way that resonates with you, you know, could be through CrossFit, could be through traditional bodybuilding, you know, yeah. Yeah, you didn't find it hard when you started because... Uh, well, it's it's obviously you were going against the grain. It's uh, you were trying to you know, grow. At that time, yeah. I wasn't really, I, I I wasn't really like tracking my weight gain. It just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just happened as the months and the years went by. Cause the heavier I lifted, obviously the more energy I need, the more food I eat, the more weight I put on. You know, and I just gain the weight mm-hmm. it wasn't really something that was planned um but i realized that the heavier the like the way i'm training requires for me to take in more energy so it was inevitable at the end mm-hmm. of the day yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like with nutrition what's your philosophy around that do you track your calories or macros or are you more of an intuitive eater I can say that now I'm more intuitive. I did track my calories and macros at some point, let's say in 2018, 2019, but it ended up being very tasking to my mental health. So when I noticed that, I just took a step back and, you know, because I, 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 <laughs> it was really damaging my relationship with food. Mm-hmm. I could not continue. Right, so I just had to listen to my body, start eating intuitively, and that's what that's what has worked best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no. You know, a lot of people feel like if you get into this health and fitness journey, you have to track your calories and macros. But you know, they have their place. To so some people, it works. You know, and it doesn't. You know, disturb their mental health. But yeah, for others. You know, yeah. it's it's just like like for you, it just didn't it's work. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah? yeah. Like having to weigh your food, um, having to just everything about it, it was a bit disturbing to me. But in a way, it still helped me to get on top of my nutrition. So it's like a fifty-fifty thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always say that you know we we like clients to do it for a bit because it teaches you so much about you know portion sizes and you know nutritional values and food for foods but it's yeah for some it's just not a it's not a forever thing um it doesn't have to be a forever thing (laughs) yeah Yeah, at the end of the day is for you to learn then yeah use it because at least when you know how 100 grams of rice looks like you know when when it's more or less you can yeah you can tell so and then you can just use it when you're changing macros, I guess, just to also see the amounts when you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, gain muscle, yeah. uh, run faster, perform, whatever the, the case. So, yeah, I think. yeah, I think that's where I fall. I don't have to necessarily track my meals every single day. Yeah, yeah. I'm just listening to my body. If mm-hmm. I feel like I need to take a step back, then I respect that and I take yeah. a step back back yeah no i think that's really important and so um when did you start up your your youtube channel and kind of what is your 
what's your main kind of content over there? YouTube is <laughs> yeah. YouTube is quite the platform which requires a lot, a lot from you. Yeah, it's work. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Oh mm. my goodness, it's a lot of work. But I started my channel in um, I, I think twenty seventeen December, and mostly just sharing tips on mm. fitness, um, which obviously evolved as. Uh, the years went by, you know, it's something which you get better at. The more you learn, the, the better information you get to share, right? So initially, it was just, you know, just tips on training, tips on nutrition, tips on uh, the gym and stuff. But as the years went by, I really got into sharing more in-depth information, which is science-backed and science-based. So that's what I've been doing on YouTube, though. I haven't been there for a while. It's just, <laughs> it's a lot to deal with sometimes, but it's enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, I think what, what happened with YouTube is content started being made into, it was like serious camera crews and it, it, it became like doing a whole TV it's series. It's like a movie, yeah. Yeah, so now you're thinking... <laughs> You're thinking, okay, me and my <laughs> camera or my phone camera, I can't, I can't just do any, any, you know, basic. I know, the pressure. Yeah, because <laughs> now you have guys, their work is just editing, you know, work where training videos for guys, maybe say in Nairobi where, well, they do that abroad, but here it hasn't gotten there yet, but the production yeah. on YouTube just it's made it harder to just go on YouTube and be like, oh, I'll just post a video on yeah, just deadlifting tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it's good. But it's, you, uh, you can't let that stop you. Like, yeah, even yeah. with us, like, we're, we're, we podcast in our kitchen. We don't have a, you know, a studio or anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty as it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I, I, I really admire you for doing everything yourself. Like, even, yeah. you know, with your own activewear line and, like, you did all the photos you. yourself. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's just that sometimes, honestly, it's difficult to outsource, uh, especially uh, outsource in terms of, the financials and yeah. also maybe that person won't really see your vision and take you just as seriously as you are taking the situation you know like you want to execute it the way in a way which only you know how you'd want it to be to be seen you know yeah so it's a lot of work but i mean at some point i'll have to outsource at some point i'll need extra help but for as long as I can do it, I'm going to do yeah. it by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's that's uh wow. When did so when did you release your activewear? Was it last year? It was last year. Yeah. Last year in August. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, how does that work logistically? I mean, do you, are you shipping it worldwide? Yes, wow. we're shipping worldwide from here in my room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the main office. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so mm. Shipping worldwide, we, I get to import the items, do the branding, do the photo shoots, do the logistics, set up the shop. 
everything is done over here. Then I ship worldwide. Wow, that is a lot of work. <laughs> on top of training class. Yeah, on top of everything else. And yeah, and YouTube. So, I mean, Instagram in itself is a full-time job. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so what are the biggest challenges do you find facing women here that you train? Hmm. I can say... First of all, the stigma that revolves around weight training. Very mm-hmm. many women are still very, very shy to show up to the gym to train. That they question a lot. A lot of women are also very traumatized by some of the experiences at the gym in regards mm-hmm. to assault, which is something that happens a lot, but is not quite spoken about as often as it should be right there's still there's so much stigma revolving around going to the gym why would you spend your money on that why would you spend your money on a trainer why would you invest in your health and you buy a program you know when Mm -hmm. you can just do it by yourself that's something that's very common in kenya not only with the women but just with everyone Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah a lot of people really hold back and a lot of people don't want to invest in their health until it's too late until yeah. their doctors tell them that you need to exercise you need to take better care of yourself you need to you know so that's a very big problem we're facing in the market at the moment yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, I would agree with that like people yeah. just you know wanting to invest in their health like um yeah like you say often it's it's when like the doctor has told them or it's like yeah no one's being preventative here they're just being sort of reactive to to that um yeah yeah. it's always once once it's too late once you're because i always say it's it's never too late until it's too late but yeah it's, it's 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 well it's changed but a few years ago it was always you know when you get a client and they come and you're like yeah so what made you decide it's like oh my doctor told me i'll die my doctor told me. Yeah, oh, i broke my leg so i was told i need to get stronger or oh, my back it's never eh, just thought i'd take better care of myself which it's changed now but <laughs> it, it, it still is a big uh, it's it's a big 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 problem yeah but I also blame a bit of the lifestyles because uh, you have someone, I'd say, spending up to 20000 a weekend, partying. I'm going out. <laughs> yeah, then health becomes an issue. Then it's like, yeah, how much do you charge for coaching? X shillings, it's like, ah, yeah, 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 that's too much. It's, so it's 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 exactly yeah, exa- prioritize health until it's too late yeah it's a sad sad realization yeah. yeah it's a it's a big big problem here cause... but they just don't want to pay for it i think that's yeah. that's the biggest thing and like leon say you're like you're spending you know six thousand seven thousand on a bottle of wine or whiskey or whatever but your services are too expensive and you're like it's yeah, yeah it's 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 priorities here it's priorities um it's a priority issue yeah <laughs> yeah and you know you, i mean 
there's there's you know there's something for everyone like you've got your home workouts that people can buy from your website you know you've got your impersonal instead of in-person sessions too so you know there's a budget for everyone um you know and there's and there's you know youtube with you know people who you can work out with so (laughs) these days there really is like no excuse the information is out there you know like why you have your youtube channel why we do the podcast like it's free information um yeah but it's yeah and i think the 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 market is growing here and people are definitely yeah wanting to invest more in their health i mean we especially found that during covid i don't know if you did where people were like okay now i need to take my health seriously (laughs) yeah that's true but in regards to the to the market and the business space uh, growing in Kenya, it's still very. I, I still think we have a very long way to go. Mm-hmm. A very very long way to go. Um, we need more professionals. We need to see more credentials. We need to see more people who have actually studied and have the knowledge. You know, not just going on YouTube, watching that one hour course, and then. I'm a trainer, you know. <laughs> or, or worse, just having a set of abs. Yeah, even. But many yeah. young guys in Kenya become trainers because they got abs. Yeah, that that yeah. one hour course, you're lucky if you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's more just based off looks, which is so sad. But yeah, yeah you, you're a hundred percent right, and it's like we really need to raise the the standards here of just minimal uh-huh. level qualifications first of all, but then continuing yeah. education. Like exactly. you know, you know, branching exactly. out. Yeah, I think I think if we as an industry if we want to be taken seriously, especially, mm-hmm. it's the same way if a doctor tells you you're going to die tomorrow if you don't do ten push-ups, you'll do them. <laughs> so, I think the more qualified guys get and professional, we'll also have that sort of, you know, voice. Like yeah. yeah so preventive healthcare can also be be a, a, a big. Big, big thing. Yeah. I think it only really happens when the gym gets sued by someone. <laughs> and then it goes to court and they realise none of their trainers are actually qualified for Yeah, like that's what we industry. Yeah, like an extreme true, true, true. It's yeah, serious. I mean there's few gyms I've been to where the trainers are like, Wow, you guys are amazing. That's why I was saying, Michelle, like that guy who taught you, I was like, he's like a a gold nugget. <laughs> very, very few trainers know what they do. Even just today in the morning when I was at the gym. <laughs> you just look at the trainers, how, like, the client is clearly suffering. The form is terrible. But you're just carrying on. It's it's so sad to see. It's so sad to see, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> one of the reasons I don't, I don't miss going to, like, commercial gyms. It's if it, it's hard to wear to wear visors where you can just look it's straight. It's painful to see all the trying to focus on your waist, but your eyes are like, oh. Well, you're listening oh. to the the instructions. You're like, wow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, well, it will change eventually. Well, so, I, that's not just here. That's honestly everywhere. Yeah. Every commercial gym, you're watching some of the trainers like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Was that piece of equipment supposed to be for that muscle group? That's actually a, a worldwide problem. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. But I think at least gyms, 
you know, internationally, you you know, you actually have to have a qualification to be there. At least your, yeah. I think it's like your level one, like whatever it's called, fitness trainer. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and I mean the. Yeah. At least yeah. We always say like the basic qualification is super basic. Like you you. You ca- I wouldn't say you can call yourself a personal trainer with just having that. You then need to, you know, carry on like researching. Sorry, Andy. Is Andy still there? Oh. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, you're back. in the UK, you have like level two. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Internet. So you only level two and you level three. Level two is just a gym instructor. Yeah. yeah. Working, tidying up weights, making sure you do inductions. It doesn't qualify you to be a personal trainer. Right? But here, and you know, the same in a lot of places, commercial gyms, you know, outside of maybe the West, is people do an online course and think they can just start training people, you know, and it's okay, you know, there are some decent online courses, but the fact is, you should start off small, yeah, keep grow. working on your knowledge base, and yeah, just keep building your knowledge. Yeah, don't just jump in and do a half-hour course online and think, I'm going to now start, you know, getting people to deadlift and squat or, you know, clean and press or, you know, clean and jerk or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's the thing that actually annoys me most in gyms, seeing people that aren't qualified teaching Olympic lifts. Oh. Because <laughs> Olympic lifts are so technical. They are. And, you know, even I refuse to go into teaching Olympic lifts because, you know, there's so many cues and, you know, positions that it's so, you know, it's so easy to injure someone. Yeah. It's true, though. It's, uh, it's one thing I, I've noticed here. And uh, I noticed when I worked in the gym, um, I'm, I'm also lucky I had a good mentor. And one thing is, uh, he told me was, if you don't know something, just say you don't know, and you know, pass it to the next one. And um, I remember there were a few trainers, it's like, um, so I've been training there and I'm like, oh, I should start doing yoga. And it's like, oh yeah, I teach yoga. I've also been thinking about boxing, by the way. You know what? I also do boxing. And to add, you know, like, it's like, you can't miss, be missed or misdo everything. There's, you have to accept there's, okay, I do this, but Andy can teach you that. So if you're willing to do this with me three days a week, so there's, there's a bit lack of, um, there's a lot of Mr. and misdo everything, which I don't know why it's, it's like that. I don't know if everyone it's, like, it's a bit. Because uh, they are money driven. Mm. Sadly, yeah. They are money driven, yes. You just want to train everyone and anyone who walks in, you know. Such trainers don't really care about you as a client. They just after your money, and that's that. Yeah, that's a, a, very, a very good road to kill your. Uh, I guess career or potential of being a good trainer, I guess, for because that that 
yeah, that, that yeah. I mean, it's just you build up your reputation slowly. I think you yeah. know, and people will come to you because they'll they'll like, oh, Michelle, she's you know, yeah. she's qualified for this, that, or the other. She's really good at getting women strong. She herself, you know, is really strong and is promoting that. And I think you know that that does come across and. Slowly, slowly, you know, that's what we can hope to do. I mean, we've always, we were just talking this morning, we've always, you know, dreamed to do like a course for trainers here, yeah. you know, just, you know, workshops, things like that, just to, yeah, just to bring up the standards. Because, um, again, it, you know, it makes it really hard for like, you know, people like us when a lot of trainers are charging, what, 500 bob for a session and then you come and you're being like, this is actually what I, I charge. And they're like, but so-and-so is, you know, it's, it's charging me this and you're like well that's what you're gonna get <laughs> <laughs> that's always been the story especially in the commercial gyms you know yeah, yeah. everyone's just trying to undercut yeah. everyone <laughs> it's and there's, and there's not many like female like trainers so i know you yeah, work at, at smart gyms did have you found that difficult um there were a couple of female trainers mm. when I was there, yeah. But it then was still really difficult to get actual clients from the gym mm. for you to train. It had to be the client coming to you, identifying that I want a female trainer. Mm -hmm. You know, it had to be upon request. Yeah. Mm. But mm. nowadays, even today at the gym, I see so many female trainers which is so amazing it's so cool you know <laughs> yeah no, so it's, it's good i just hope we continue growing and growing and you know yeah. well I, I i think it is and you know people are seeing now like wow you can actually make a you know a living from it um and do really well like you often have to branch out a bit, like you've got your active wear, you've got YouTube, you've got to be ready to put in the work because still people don't quite understand that when you say online coaching, they're like, mm, you know, I don't really know about that. They think, they think Zoom. Yeah, you're like, no, it's not, it's not Zoom. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it was great that you managed to get like your face-to-face -face experience before COVID happened because I think that's so important. You can't just go into online coaching. You need that experience of working with people face-to-face. -face. Um, I think that's yeah, important. Working face-to-face, -face, honestly, like in-person training changes your perception of everything, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything. They don't teach you about that in the books, you know. No. It's up to, like, you gain the experience firsthand because every single client is very, very different, you know. Yeah, yeah so you have to adjust, you have to make amends where needed, and that experience builds up and it helps you in the long run. Yeah, no, big, big time, because I mean, they might come in tired that day, or the machine is taken, or they're like, oh, my wrist hurts, and you have to sort of think on your feet, um, so I think it's, I think it's important, and I know COVID, like so many coaches, had to go online, and I mean, for us, it was a blessing as well, but um, I think it's important that you have that, you have that experience, because you really can't, you really can't beat it. Um, yeah, face, face, face is key, I guess. You understand also a lot of emotion in case a client just tells you, ah, I don't feel like it, or yeah, that, that weight was just brutal. Like there's, there's a sense of emotion you can understand if you've done face-to-face, -face, whereas 
if you've never yeah. done it you can't understand what the client is talking about exactly yeah, yeah. well yeah on- online is always a bit tricky so yeah we get like our clients to send us form videos and, and it can be at least you know it's so easy when you're with someone you can yeah. just be like oh we're just gonna you know tweak this how about you yeah. try that but you're watching online you're like okay it's, um it's, it's like a process starting yeah. one it's tricky it's tricky yeah but it's yeah, so where, where do you see the, the future going for you? Is there any, apart from powerlifting, is there anything else that you've got upcoming that you can talk about? Or are you just busy building your 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 brand? Well, I'm really getting into um, pre and postnatal training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really just feel like the way my brand and fitness is set up, I'm just going with the flow of my life, you know. <laughs> like at this stage, I'm gonna focus on this. At that stage, I'm gonna focus on that. So I want to get into uh, pre and postnatal training, narrowing down into women's um, fitness, women's health, and yeah, just taking it up from there. I can say with fitness and training, it's it's a lifelong endeavor, you know, like it, it has no, there's no full stop to it. You're consistently, constantly learning about new things, constantly expounding on things. Yeah. There's a lot to come. There's a lot to cover. There's still so much to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I agree. And I think, you know, there's, uh, we we had Stephanie who is a pre and postnatal coach as well. Um, mm. Her episode is really interesting. We're just saying like there's, you know, forget all the nonsense you see in mainstream fitness. Now look at the nonsense you see in pre and postnatal fitness. It's a hundred oh, times worse, and the amount of unqualified people doing pre and postnatal. You know, or, or, or someone who's just had a baby and is like, okay, now I can teach everyone how to train when they're pregnant. You're like, no. So that is definitely needed as well. So that's, so, so have you done your course or are you doing it? I'm doing it right okay. now. I'm yeah. doing it right now. Who are you yes. doing it with? I, well, I, let me just confirm that with you. It's under pronatalfitness.com. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's, yes. that's awesome. So they had a package which I'm taking it up with yeah. them. Yeah. Well, that's great. Because I think, you know, if you're coaching women, a massive, you know, a massive portion of them are going to be pre and postnatal. So, you know, it's yeah. important to do that. That's why I did my course because I was like, wow, you know, my clients are like, oh, I'm going to have a baby. Can you train me? I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not actually qualified to do that. So, yeah, I think that's really great that you're... You're doing that. Awesome. Well, gents, I don't know if you have any final final questions. No, no, I think unless Andy. No. You've no. covered pretty much no. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. Now the internet's gonna be fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just cast it away. But um, no, I don't. Um, no, it's just great to see you know someone sort of you know blazing. A- trail for other Kenyan people. Oh, there you go. There we go. I'm back. Yeah. I got trailblazing. 
I think that's what you said. Trailblazing, Trailblazing for, for women. Kenyan women. Something. Well, that's. <laughs> no, I'm back. Go. Okay. So, yeah, it's good to see. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, so it's good to see Kenyan women traders setting, you know, trailblazing and, and setting a path for other women to follow in your footsteps. So, you know, super, super proud of what you're doing. Um, you know, it's great to see. So keep up the work. Yeah, and if you if you do get into powerlifting, we'll be following along. Um, I guess who's Simon powerlifts? Bernie, those yeah, guys. Yes, yeah, it's like strongman. Oh, they're strongmen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the difference is. I guess one lifts Some a lift hundred rocks. pound car, one lifts a hundred pound <laughs> yeah. weight. So, uh, or you could go yeah. into strongwoman. That could be quite fun. Yes. What has that intense? That's so 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 intense. But who knows? You might you yeah. might enjoy because I think strongman compared to powerlifting is just more athletic. There's yeah, you've got a bit more. You need your even though you're trying to get bigger. There's yeah. you need the cardio aspect, you need the strength. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's I find it more. It seems more fun. Like I'd like to train for one because it's very. It's you, you. You just don't do one thing, you know. That's not doing no. one, one rep, and so you, you might, because there's still deadlifts. So you still deadlifts. Yeah. You still you you're, you're still sorted. <laughs> well, we we, so. we we were we were talking with Shiv, and one of the things we was saying was like, you never have to box yourself or label yourself with fitness. It's not like I'm a powerlifter. I'm a strong yeah, woman. Yeah. I'm a bikini athlete. It's like you do whatever you want, how you enjoy moving. Yeah. And yeah. And if you know how to program, you can just, you know, half the year I'm going to do this or sort of program. Yeah. You, you learn to, you know, not just want to do everything and, oh, I want abs, so I'm going to do this. And it's like, if you want this, you do this. So it's nice and yeah. it'll be good for other women to see that it's possible, you know, so it's a... It's, it's a good, yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah right well thanks so much for joining us michelle taking your time out this cold wednesday um and hope you have a great rest of your week thank you so much for having me yeah. you're welcome right. see you bye, bye.